This is episode 32 of Trash Talking with Eco Warriors featuring Kat Agopkin of the Do Something Project. You're tuning in to Trash Talking with Eco Warriors, where women share inspiring stories about their careers in green business, sustainability, and conservation. Here's your host and founder of Trashy Beauty, Barbara Lee. Imagine that you're living your life as a typical consumer, working to pay off your debt, eating out of restaurants between your busy on-the-go lifestyle when one day you total your car in an accident. You're okay, but you have this moment of realization that things should not mean this much in your life. It was in this moment that Kat Agopkin, founder of the Do Something Project, decided to minimize the focus of things in her life and instead move down towards a path of minimalism and zero waste. In this episode, we hear Kat's story of how she went from being a typical New Yorker working in Midtown to a zero waste lifestylist. It's actually quite amazing some of the tips that Kat puts forth during our interview when she talks about how to educate people about waste, how she handles conversations about sustainability with her loved ones, and how to involve others on your journey without forcing your lifestyle onto them. If you've ever wanted an honest and straightforward roadmap of how to incrementally change your lifestyle to become more green, you should definitely check out Kat's Do Something Lifestyle and follow her journey online. Let's get trash talking. Thank you, Kat. Welcome to the show. Full name is Catherine Agupjan. Um, you can call me Kat. I am a content creator and blogger, blogger under the Do Something Project, where I write content um, and help educate on minimalism, zero waste, and, and health as well. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about how you kind of got started in the whole wellness and sustainability movement. So a few years ago, I actually was in a car accident and I totaled my car that I spent like years trying to pay off. It was the day after Christmas and I was standing on the street with my Christmas presents um, with the snow falling, crying about losing a car. And my dad was with me kind of just telling me that you're okay. A car is a car. Doesn't matter. Um, you're okay. You're with family. You're safe. Nothing happened to you. Um, thankfully, I was okay. But that kind of triggered in me this need to not be tied to stuff. So I started on the path of kind of minimizing and decluttering. And then through that journey, which took a few years, I found that I really wanted to do more. And I ended up following some of the tenants for zero waste and sustainability and really wanting to live a life that was not bogged down by possessions, but where I was also trying to help reduce my impact on our earth and the resources that we're using from it. So I started, yeah, I started the Do Something Project. Actually, first as a way to document what I was doing, um, I kind of wanted to track some of those things that I was doing personally to hold, hold myself accountable for it and then um, evolve into more of like education and kind of just reliving and telling how it came about to do certain things, um, what I used to replace, really get that information and knowledge out there. Wow, that's amazing. I had no idea. Yeah, it's interesting kind of like there's some things that kind of trigger in your mind, um, kind of like life changes, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. um, I was at the average consumer. I worked in midtown Manhattan, did the carry out breakfast, lunch, 
filled my trash bin to the rim by the end of the day. Um, and for a point in time, I didn't really think about that. Didn't know where things were going. I was recycling. I was doing all the things that, you know, you're told to do when you're younger. But I didn't really delve deeper into really the impact of waste and plastic and how it's affecting our environment and even our personal wellness bodies as well, too. Gosh, that's such a good point. So kind of take us along your journey. Like, how did you start finding out information and educating yourself? And what were those moves that you took? Big thing for me was the library. I I was a big fan of our local library. Um, They had a nice network. My first foray into this was reading Bea Johnson's Zero Waste Home book. Very insightful. I was impressed by the concept that she was able to put her trash in a jar. And of course, first thing I said to myself, I'm looking at my apartment and I'm like, I'm never going to do that. Like, that's going to be like an impossible thing for me. So I started small. I started really kind of drilling down to something that I could control now and then. And the first thing I did was actually switch to a reusable water bottle. My goal mm-hmm. for the first month was not even buy a single plastic bottle of water. And it's such a strain, it's like a small change, but sometimes yeah. the habits get the best of you, right? Like sure. You're running to the store, you're going to the gym, and it's so easy to grab a bottle of water and right. think about it. And you're recycling it, but there's really no other thought of after that. So that was my first thing, was that, like, one, trying to remember my bottle, and two, trying to get the courage to ask perhaps bartenders or baristas or people at at dinner, like, how, where can I fill it? Where can I fill it? And that, for me, was a lot of habit to change, um, but also gave me the confidence to kind of start with something. This is a small thing that I could control um, and easily kind of change. That's amazing. How did it go? Did you did you falter at any point? Like, how was it to kind of get off your dependency of buying, like, a single plastic bottle? It, it definitely was a change. Um, I think, frankly, because I was just used to, like, this taste of water. I, I perceived that this bottle of water was better because it was marketed to me that way, right? And it, I'm changing a habit that I've had for, like, 10 to 15 years or even longer um, since I was a kid. So it was it was definitely a big change. It was also, for me, a learning process because I had to investigate, like, how the water in my town good enough for me to drink. Um, and that was also for me a, a research into like how are water systems um, functioning, what, what, how do they rate systems, what type of minerals um, are, are in our water system too. So that was a good learning process. I successfully avoided plastic water bottles and it's been now like over 18 months. So. That's incredible. Yeah, so that's one small change, right? So that's that's to me, it was like, oh, that's a check off my list that I, I could say I did. Tell me a little bit about how this plays into what you're doing today with the Do Something Project. Yeah, so um, the Do Something Project is based on my old life as a project manager. Basically, um, when I was in software development, we develop in increments, so in smaller chunks. And what I try to do with the Do Something Project is kind of pick something to do for the month. One of my past projects was giving up plastic. So I would try to provide options, um, alternatives, and education on why plastic is bad, why recycling is not the answer, and really help people find alternatives to plastic use. Another project I did was learning about minimalism and the concept of why you don't need to buy everything um, and kind of save some of the resources for things that, that get made. The goal of the Do Something Project is to help people 
find their personal project and personal challenge to do for themselves. And it's to teach you that change is possible, even though it's, it's, it might be small to you or to other people, it's actually the best way for you to change habits. I try to educate as well, too. But there's some things that I had no clue about, so I tried to distill that into like very small chunks of information so you can be good to the earth and to nature by just doing these simple small things. Um, and that's going to be the start of, of the journey for you. I found your Instagram account by looking for sustainability on Instagram. And I was just blown away by how much information and how well researched and thorough you were about your post. Thank you. Yeah, I try to, um, I definitely try to make sure that um, there's a lot of this information there for people to understand. Um, there's a lot of things flowing around Instagram and and even just social media, too. And I I wanted to kind of get digestible information. That's awesome. What your three tips would be for someone who wants to live a more eco-conscious lifestyle? My my tip, one, definitely start small. Like like I did, I picked just for me to not use plastic water bottles. Pick something that you want to change first. The second is start today. Yes, you can do it tomorrow, but today is what matters. Um, And it's today is when you need to start building this habit. Last thing is... Be kind to yourself. One thing I realized, we don't live in a world and economy that really supports a lot of easy, sustainable options. It's kind of unfortunate. Mm-hmm. We live in a convenience, grab-and-go world. So there's going yeah. to be some days where you might forget your water bottle and you have to find all yeah. that is, or <laughs> you might have to, to grab that plastic bottle. But the thing is that, like, you, you start small, you start today, but you're also kind to yourself. You're not going to beat yourself up for making that mistake. Yeah. Oh, those are great. I really like that. <laughs> Thanks. Do you ever feel overwhelmed by kind of like the immense problem that we're facing currently and with the amount of waste that you see? Absolutely. It's, it's actually pretty frustrating, I think, sometimes to see it. Given, I guess, what I've learned and read over the past year, to see people not think twice about what they're consuming and where and how they're discarding it. It's heartbreaking mm-hmm. sometimes, and it's definitely frustrating. And also sometimes with family members, trying to teach them or trying to explain why I'm doing what I'm doing. Their answer is like, well, it's being recycled. And knowing what I know, I'm like, well, it's not not all of it's being recycled. It's definitely kind of um, disheartening and frustrating, but I do feel that, like, even if people around me make those small changes and if I help educate and kind of advocate for things to change, that goes a long way for giving um, people the chance to, to change their habits. Sure, absolutely. And how do you stay motivated through all of it when you feel overwhelmed or when people seem to look down upon what actions you're trying to take to make a difference? I think I just, for me, I feel like I, I, I know I'm doing something for myself and for the future, too. I don't necessarily take those criticisms or those jokes as personally as I probably would have, like, many years ago. I think it's just that, like, I'm focusing my energy on this. And this is what's giving me hope, and this is what kind of motivates me to keep continue what I'm doing to educate. And I think that's that's kind of for me the biggest motivation is that when someone, so one of my friends like texts me a picture of them drinking coffee from a reusable cup, or them texting me, Aww. "I refuse straws because of you." That's awesome. Like I, it's a small thing, but it's awesome that they one kind of like are paying attention, listening, and want to support you. Oh, that must be that must be really touching and heartfelt to see your your friends making those small changes. 
And that's what we got to start, right? So we have to start like with our inner circle and then branch, branch out to to everyone else. <laughs> so talk a little bit about what you're trying to accomplish with the Do Something Project. And um, I know that you mentioned that you're also trying to work on some other initiatives. I'm continuing to branch out um, to kind of form a more local group um, based in New Jersey where you can find resources on living sustainably. Um, one of the things that I found when I was starting my zero waste journey was that there's a lot of bookstores in other parts of the country. There's places you can kind of buy zero waste product. There was not a lot of resources in New Jersey. So Zero Waste New Jersey started to provide a more local resource for those where you can really find ways to reduce your impact, um, perhaps to volunteer in certain areas, and really get the word out about, like, what does it mean to live zero waste? Sure. That's super cool. Give me some examples of stuff that you guys talk about or things that you've done. Like, are there events that people can get involved with or is it like an online resource? Yeah. So currently, um, we have a Facebook group under, we're actually a subgroup of the Journey to Zero Waste, um, if people are already familiar with that. So Journey to Zero Waste is a larger group. People following their zero waste journey from beginners to a little bit more advanced. The subgroup is uh, Zero Waste New Jersey. We try to kind of share local resources. Um, I'm trying to promote local businesses within New Jersey. So asking people and creating a list of like, where do you get your stuff? Where do you buy bulk? Mm -hmm. um, and we're also active on Instagram, um, just kind of to get the, the word out, what, what is zero waste? Um, we're also trying to kind of educate some of the rules and regulations in New Jersey about um, sanitation, where trash goes, composting. Um, we had a conversation before about, you know, Someone started trying to start something, some, some composting company in New Jersey, and nothing kind of, there's nothing that shows up if you search for that. So trying to look for alternatives, even do it yourself, composting, um, and really sure. some other ways for people to get involved in understanding the waste they generate and how they can reduce it. And partly too, so New Jersey has like one of the largest coastlines. And for, for most of us, like we call the beach the Jersey Shore. So I want to promote, like, helping clean up the Jersey Shore a little bit. Like, I mean, you know, we have to, to keep that part of New Jersey clean. Um, and, you know, if you are a shore goer on, on a Sunday during the summer, it's packed, but it's also packed with trash. And that trash ultimately ends up on the beaches, and it affects all of us. So I want to promote this concept of reducing waste and watching for what you're generating, where you're leaving it, um, so that we're kind of leaving a cleaner New Jersey for for the next generation. That's really incredible, and I'm glad that you're starting something because I think local movements are really the way to go. Yeah, I, I agree. It's a little bit difficult to find some of the local resources um, that perhaps other cities have a lot of. Um, like I know San Francisco, even Denver, they have a lot of these resources in play already. Um, so perhaps for someone moving to those areas, like it's easy for them to compose and find ways to. For me personally, I had to look. I had to dig deep and like call places to figure out like what I what do I do with this sure. type of electronic garbage and so forth. I hear you. It is, it is really difficult. And I think there are some cities that are better than others, but ultimately it also comes down to how accessible we make it for others to take 
those actions, right? Yeah, I think that's the, that's the big point, too, is that, like, we do what's easy sometimes. So we have to make sure that we would provide the resource, make it accessible to people um, all different, like, income levels and, and neighborhoods, too, so that it's not just one set of people doing their part to to be eco-friendly or live sustainably, but it's everyone. And I also feel like, you know, I think living zero waste kind of means that you, you care about the planet, but you can also care about your wallet. So there's a component too for it. Oh, for sure. Definitely save a lot of money because I don't spend a lot of money on buying new clothes or finding new things to you know, add to my apartment. I like mm-hmm. to spend my money on traveling and going out and doing cool things and grabbing delicious meals with friends. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Any resources of where you find your information online? Bloggers or um, Instagram accounts that I follow, too, that have mm-hmm. given me a lot of inspiration. April at Zero Waste Dork, but she's definitely someone who is bringing zero waste to real life, right? Like, the zero waste yeah. is not about perfection, but it's really about sure. trying to. So she's very honest and raw with her posts. And then um, another girl, Heidi, at Zero Waste Chica, all of her posts are informational. Lots of good things about what you can reuse, do with certain things. Um, and they've, they've given me a lot of inspiration about, like, you know, how do, how do I get, how do I keep moving um, towards this, this lifestyle and kind of improving on that? So backtrack a little bit. Um... How do you take what you're getting as far as, like, information and all of these different suggestions of what to do, and how do you kind of digest it and make it actionable in your everyday life? You know, the information is great, and hearing it Mm -hmm. is great, but it's how do you implement it, and how do you remind yourself of it every day if it's not, you know, at the forefront of your mind? Yeah. Uh, well, that's a, that's a that's a good question. For me personally, I've kind of put myself on these challenges and kind of mini projects to either refuse something or change a habit, like using my utensils or my plate at work. And the thing is that I I would tell people what I was doing, right, so that my coworkers would keep me accountable for making sure that I was bringing my own plate. Um, Oh, wow. And and with that, like, it seems strange, um, but I think sometimes it depends on, like, how close you are to your worker, coworkers. But having mm-hmm. people yeah. um, accountable for you, they, well, they don't yeah. necessarily need to do it with you, right? So they can just keep an eye sure. on you and say, hey, you said to yourself, you promised yourself that you're going to do X, Y, Z. Um, I saw that you're about to not do that. <laughs> um, what's going on or how, how can we help you achieve that? And I think that that's kind of also – a sign of people slowly understanding what you're trying to do and hopefully slowly influence them to do so yourself, but also kind of asking them nicely to help you with this project without forcing everyone else to do it with you. Some people are just not ready at some point in time, so you you always have to constantly kind of re-educate, tell that story, even if it's seven times, because perhaps it won't click until the fifth or seventh time. So that, that kind of iteration and that eventually forms that habit. Yeah, and I guess that's what it comes down to, right? You do something enough and it becomes a habit and then you do right. it every day. Yeah, exactly. Like that was, awesome. that's me for, was me for my bags too. Like once you start carrying groceries in your hand, more times that you can count, then you're like, then you definitely time to figure out how to remember your bags or figure out an alternative. Sure. Always one. 
in your bag. So you're right. not looking like that person <laughs> juggling apples down um, down to, to your car or something. <laughs> so funny. Um, and this is always my favorite question to ask people, but what's the craziest thing you've done in the name of nature, sustainability, or minimalism? I think I, I once bought, brought three jars and three water bottles for a group of friends um, that were going out. And when they're in your bags, they start clinking, right? So we're just walking, <laughs> and all you hear is is all of my jars, like, clink, like click, just click-clacking along the way. And people are like, what are you carrying? And they're like, nothing, don't worry about it. You'll, you'll see it later. Um, you don't have to worry about it. I'll take care of it. But it's just this, like, kind of being a little bit strange <laughs> at the get-go at the get and kind of, like, people have to wonder, like, what what is this girl carrying? Like, and why why is she making all of this noise um, at this event? <laughs> and what was their reaction when you pulled it out at the luncheon or whatever you went to? They thought it was cool. <laughs> yes, they thought oh. like, wow, like okay, now I know what it made what made that noise, but I think it was they thought it was that I was kind of trying to help them. Um and they all, I think that some of them were pretty impressed that like um I didn't think I didn't think you could do that and I didn't think far like some of them were like, Oh, I didn't think I could do that and two, I didn't think this far ahead that, that we would need this. Um so I think it was kind of it was a, a funny thing, but also like an uh, a chance to to educate and, and kind of make light of, of a situation where you can make a change. Sure, maybe that should be a tactic. We should just weird people out before giving them our sustainability tip. Right. <laughs> Definitely let people know where can they find you if they want to connect with you. So you can check out the Do Something Project dot com for blog posts on zero waste, minimalism, and kind of health. And um, we're also on Instagram with the Do Something Project and Facebook, too. And then shortly, we will also have a site for Zero Waste New Jersey. Um, but in the meantime, you can also check out Zero Waste New Jersey on Instagram. Well, this has been fantastic, Kat. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with Barbara, thank you so much. It's been fun to walk through this. I think my favorite part about this chat is that Kat knows that she's human and that she'll make mistakes, but she still keeps working every day to try to be a more sustainable person. I think it takes a lot of courage and discipline to look at our habits and change them while still being kind and true to ourselves. Hey listeners, if you are enjoying these podcast episodes, I could really use your help with one tiny little thing. Please connect with us on social media, leave us a five-star review and a rating. We read all of your reviews, believe it or not, like the most recent review by Southern Kel who said that they stumbled upon the podcast by chance but feels so honored to sit amongst the conversations and is just soaking up all of the different information in these episodes. Or like our review from Julene who says that she is inspired to keep forging ahead with her work. So leave us a review, tell us what you're thinking and we'd love to hear from you. Just so you know, the Trash Talking with Eco Warriors podcast is a completely self-funded project and we aim to spread awareness around sustainable living and people who are just plain doing good things for Mother Earth. Showing your support by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Trashy Beauty Co. means that we can reach more people and spur more Eco Warriors to action. For every guest, you can trust that we are carefully curating the speakers who share their stories. 
We want to make sure that what we're sharing is authentic, inspirational, and that we give you concrete, actionable ways for you to live a more sustainable life. If there are specific topics that you'd like to hear covered on the podcast, or you've got questions about sustainable living, or maybe you just want to send us some positive vibes, definitely email me. I'm Barbara at TrashyBeauty.com. Tune in again next time, eco-warriors, and stay green. Thanks for talking dirty with us. Tune in next week for more trash talking with eco-warriors. For more inspiration, follow us on Instagram at TrashyBeautyCo.